Arizona Sports, Sports. the local sports leader. leader. Burns and Gamble, the 4 o'clock reset. 4 o'clock reset. All right, Mitch. You're in control. 4 o'clock reset time. Get everybody caught up on what's going on in sports, will you? Here's a button. Fred sends it to Thad Young. Former Sixer. Of all the highlights that I was looking for, that one turned out to be the best because it quoted one of your guys' favorite <laughs> series. So he's, I went with that. He's here. He's there. He's everywhere. He's Thaddeus <laughs> Young. <laughs> Thaddeus Young. I miss that show. I do too. I do. Too. I do too. I miss that show. It was, it was nice seeing. Um, it was nice seeing what's his name. Um, Sudeikis. Sudeikis on a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, it's like, hey, I remember him. It was good to see him again. Yeah, that was a fun show. I, I wish. It, I wish they would have kept that going. Sunshine Thaddeus Young, uh, according to a report from Adrian Wojnarowski Gambo. I know you've got the latest on this, but it does appear as if they're finalizing a deal for him to sign a contract on the buyout market. Obviously, they're allowed to do this because yes. his salary was such that they can bring him in. He does. He meets the restriction. Think that they like the most about him is small ball five they think that he could be a, you know some help as a small ball five that can pass good passer and uh, you know a little bit of insurance policy hasn't played a whole lot the last couple of years you know me i'm not that big on the buyout market usually you know there's a reason these guys are, are on that market I, you, you shouldn't expect a whole lot just look at last year with terrence ross but he does give them some insurance as long as you keep your expectations low and as long as we all recognize that this year's sons do not rely on these guys as much as last year's sons team did i just think last year was a different deal this year the roster is deeper they don't need thaddeus young as much as they needed their buyout guys a year ago i'm fine with it he's old i i I don't know how much he's going to play and how much he's going to be able to provide, but he. This is the one of the few times in his career he's played on a team that's a playoff caliber team, and that might you know bring out, if not a different version of him. Certainly, he's going to be very maybe happy to juice. be here. Yeah, you know? maybe he's certainly he knows gonna be what happy he's getting be himself here. into. He right. chose this, right? He won't be available tonight. Probably won't be available before All Star break. But the Suns do have two games left, including the Kings tonight. And if you recall the last time they played the Kings, maybe we won't have the exact same finish, but maybe just the end result. Another win against the Kings. If you remember the last time they faced them, a what a seven minute flurry of a comeback down seventeen plus was it down twenty two points with about seven Sheesh. minutes to play or so, and they came back and they won that game. And they're taking on a Kings team tonight. That Comes in having lost three of their last four games. In those three losses, they've given up 136, 133, and 127 points. Defensively, the Kings are suspect, to say the least, Gambo. Yeah, and, you know, Sabonis is a great player, but yeah, they were suspect. And uh, when the Suns went to that small ball five lineup in that game, it really worked. They also knocked down seven three-pointers in the fourth quarter. So that was another big reason why they were able to make that comeback. And then... There's this. Following that game, the little guy goes in the media. And the little guy goes in the media and he says, I take my words back. He doesn't deserve another chance. It's only a matter of time before he hits someone else. And quite frankly, I would love to know, why is it only a matter of time before I hit someone else? Because I've destroyed him? Because what in that game that happened with me would make you say something like that other than getting embarrassed because you're just not good enough? Draymond Green, not sure. Short of his bashing words, making the most of his podcast today. Definitely not pleased with what Yusuf Nurkic had to say post game. I I'm more curious to be honest with you, because there's stories up there that Green blasts Kevin Durant 
amid the Suns drum. Remember, he yelled something at Durant at the end of the game, and none of us really knew what it was. But I'm I'm curious to see what you know what that part of it is too. The him and Nurkic, right? It, it is it is what it is. But listen. The, the, this is Draymond Green. This is what he has to do to motivate himself to play at a high level. You got it, Mitch. You want I, d- to play? I don't have the exact cut. He did go on to call or group Nurkic and Durant as cowards for, quote, calling out his character. So it sounds like Draymond's still holding a little bit over the last yeah. time that they played. And for what it's worth, uh, Nurkic just responded on his Twitter account. Uh, all good, bad boy. Just don't stay too long on the podcast. You're going to be late for your therapy session. To which Draymond quote tweeted and replied, tap in, spoke in depth about the 300-pound softy that can't finish games. Enjoy. Hashtag the new media. It's so on. Gamble, we're going to have to talk about this later in the show. Oh, my God. You got to make, we had to change the show sheet for this. This is so on. All right. 300-pound softy that can't finish games. (laughs) There's bad news with this. Um, Social media, without social media, you don't have this. No kidding. Uh, Warriors and Suns do not play each other again this year, by the way way for what it's worth so there will not be a retaliatory game moving on to college football let's say sources have told john wilner that the pac-12 is in the process of formally separating itself from commissioner george klyovkov he's still the commissioner right now what the hell took him so long (laughs) wait the pac-12 or the pac-2 oh they even released a statement from the conference office are you ready Quote, the Pac-12 Conference Board has given the departing 10 schools notice of a proposed leadership transition with an invitation to provide comment. We expect to provide more information following a decision in the coming days. Close quote. This is like, this is... <laughs> to quote yeah, my moving kid. on from George Cleo. Of course, of course they are. I mean, it's, it's the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. It's, it's like, it's like, the, it's, it's like the separation is complete. The house has been sold. All of the furniture has been divvied up. You, the, the, who gets who gets the kids? You know, and and what 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 exactly the the, the all that's been decided. Now you're getting divorced. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like this has been so done for the longest. It's crazy. Just this crazy. was an 80 year old conference. You lost USC and then UCLA and then you lost everybody else except two schools. Yeah. You split <laughs> like every, you, split. you got hired in 2021, man. It took you three years for an 80 year old conference to completely fall apart because you wanted a television deal worth $50 million per school and nobody was going to give you half of that. You split all the assets. You figured out who gets custody of the kids. Now you're getting divorced. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Poor Oregon State and Washington State just going straight into foster care because no parents actually wanted to adopt yeah, them. Yeah, well, oh. that's a different story. That's a different story. How about some baseball news? The San Francisco Giants reportedly signed Jorge Soler, three years, $42 million. He was a guy linked to the Diamondbacks prior to them signing Jock Peterson, but maybe that's now the price for a DH. Maybe. And I also saw something that suggested the next 48 hours we could see a lot of movement in baseball because apparently you can start putting guys on the 60-day injured list in the next day or so. Mm-hmm. And that's going to open roster 40 spots. Spot. And then when you start opening roster spots, then you can start signing guys or whatever. I like Solaire. I, I actually like that signing for the San Francisco Giants. I don't think I like it enough to say that they're going to be great next year. But I, I think Solaire is a perfect designated hitter. The guy is pure pure power. And I don't know if that ballpark will hold him back, but I do like that move for San Francisco quite a bit. He hit 256 with the 36 home runs. He led the American League with 48 homers when he was with the Royals. This guy can flat out hit. 18 teams will start workouts on Wednesday. The other 10 on Thursday. But guys, listen, 
Blake Snell still not signed. Jordan Montgomery still not signed. Matt Chapman, J.D. Martinez, Cody Bellinger. There's still a lot of big names that are not signed. No doubt. And then how about this cool news today? The Oakland A's have a new television play-by-play voice, and it is the first ever female lead play-by-play voice of an MLB team, Jenny Kavnar, who actually remember when I was growing up in Colorado, she was a part of the Rockies broadcast team. Now she's the lead on A's television. Very cool. Very cool. We'll we'll see where the A's are going to play baseball here in the next few years. I'm looking at some stories coming down about that, but I did see that news about Jenny, and that's awesome news. Congratulations to her. Listen, I was telling my wife the other day we were watching a game, and Doris Burke was doing a game. I go, I think she's one of the best. Like, I think Oh, Doris Burke's awesome. I think she's freaking awesome. I think she calls a game as good as anybody. As anybody. She's great. You know, so uh, as long as you know what you're doing, you you can do a good job. Do you hear that Patrick Mahomes is also already looking forward to doing what no NFL team has ever done? Here's him on Pat McAfee today. So you already got three. You get one more, then you're out. You're done. Is that what we're thinking? No, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna be done playing anytime soon. Um, I want my I want my my son to be able to grow up in the locker room like I grew up. So uh, how old's your got son? A, a lot of a lot of life left. He's, he's one years old. Just turned one in November. Oh, no. So I'm, okay. I, I'm gonna work on to I'm go. gonna work on getting this three peat, man. With no no three peat ever. So we're working on that now. Hmm. Oh, and who's to say they're not going to get it? After getting it last year, I wouldn't bet against Kansas City. I don't know if I would take them and give Gambo the field, but I'm not going to bet against Kansas City. Do it. Point. Do it now. No, I'll make no. that bet with you right now. Do it, Bernsey. <laughs> nope, not at all. Come on. No, thank the you. Earliest, the earliest bet ever. Take it. You take Kansas City, I'll take the field. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nice try, though, Gambo. Nice try. And that is your 4 o'clock reset. Thank you, Mitch. We appreciate that. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, the big news of the day. Suns getting ready to take on the Sacramento Kings tonight, and they have dipped their toe into the buyout market. Thaddeus Young, a player they have been associated with for a long, long time. What sort of impact can he have on this team in the short time they have left this year? We'll talk about it next on Burns and Gambo. Suns versus Kings. Pre-game tonight at 7 on Arizona Sports 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. More shooting, more defense, more passing, more rebounding. Um, when we look at our team, we like where we are, but we always feel like we can get better. And it's, it's tough this time of year because you always have to make these decisions. These are people decisions where you're uh, bringing on players that can help you, but you're also losing players that help you get to where you are. Uh, so even though it's uh, a part of the business, you know, we, we take it personally. That's James Jones. He was talking last week, the general manager of the Suns, about what they're looking for the buyout market from the buyout market. And, you know, again, just to repeat it. More shooting, more defense, more passing, more rebounding. Did Thaddeus Young achieve all that? Did Thaddeus Young check those boxes for the Suns? That's the question we have to ask ourselves now because it looks like he's coming, Gambo. Yeah, I, I think, again, I think the burden is on Frank Vogel to see who plays because he's just another guy to me that's in the mix to see if they could get some play in time. He's different than Bow Bowl. He's different than Eubanks. He can't make a shot. He hasn't played much the last few years, so he hasn't played a whole lot. But he does give you insurance. He can pass. He can play small ball five uh, a little bit. You know me, there's always that debate and you know whether guys like this can help you or not. And a lot of them, you know, you can. I mean, last year, they can't. You know, last year was Terrence Ross. I mean, Denver got Reggie Jackson. We were sitting there talking about whether Goran Dragic could help the Phoenix Suns. And 
a lot of times that you know, these buyout guys are there for a reason. And many sure. times, many, most of the times, these guys aren't really able to help a team get over the hump. No, it's look, it's nothing. It's nothing worth getting that excited about. I, I, I think it's. But here's what I, what I mean when I say that. It's noteworthy for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's Thaddeus Young. We've had him associated with the Phoenix Suns for a half decade. This is, in some ways, this is like the Suns landing Eric Gordon this past summer. Like, full, finally, now, finally they get Eric Gordon. We've been talking about this cat forever. Same thing with Thaddeus Young. We've been talking about Thaddeus Young coming to the Suns for many, many, many years. All right. Um, he's older. He's 35 years of age. He's hopped around a little bit. He's played for a a lot of teams. He hasn't been playing a lot for the Raptors, averaging about 15 minutes per game. But I will read something that John Hollinger wrote about him on theathletic.com. He was going through his list of the, the buyout guys who might be available and what they could add to a team. A Thaddeus Young, he wrote, Young started several games for Toronto recently, still could make an impact from the elbows with his passing ability and weird array of running flips and floaters. He's only 6'8". He can't protect the rim anymore, but he is an active, handsy defender. He's a weird, funky player who doesn't fit everywhere, but at 35, he can still play, close quote. And that's kind of... In some ways, that's how I look at it. He's not somebody who's going to crack your top seven or top eight in your playoff rotation, probably not even your top nine in your playoff rotation. But he is a guy that if, as you've said, you're looking for a small ball five or you're looking for somebody out there who can defend, somebody out there who's got a high basketball IQ and knows where the basketball needs to go and understands the flow of what you're trying to do out there, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. He's young getting 10 to 12 to 14 minutes every now and then. Cause I bet between now and the end of the season, he'll do something that helps you win a basketball game or two. And as long as that's where you set the expectation and you don't put it any higher than that. I had no problem with the Suns getting Thaddeus Young at all. You just have to keep your expectations low on this. That's yeah, all. Yeah, No, I get it. I mean, I'm looking at, at the stories on best buyout market. It's just not a lot. I mean, Boris Diaw with the Spurs, uh, Markeith Morris with the Lakers, Jeremy Lin with Toronto. Uh, oh, you're talking Griffin. like the best ever? Like the best like, buyout like, guys yeah, ever? Yeah, because yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I just look at him like, this guy averaged, you know, like a but, good success story is a guy who averaged five, five points per game. But that's, no that's the point. Is that the, the the Suns don't need anybody like you know like, like the Suns aren't counting on Thaddeus Young to come in and be great for them they 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 had two roster spots they they needed you know they they were gonna do this anyway right like they were gonna go get a guy anyway so why not go get a guy like this because it's not it's not like last year where they were so thinned out and they needed help wherever they could get it they're in a much better healthier spot right now in terms of their roster. I just don't think they need Thaddeus Young to be great with the way the roster is set up. I think up right a lot now. of veteran coaches, they they trust the veteran players more than they trust the young guys. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, I was talking earlier about Golden State. Why has Golden State had this resurgence? It's not just Draymond Green. I mean, it's it's the Podzinski kid. It's Kaminga. Uh, it's some of the younger players. Peyton. Uh, they've had like four young guys just step up and help. But I think coaches, they want the veteran players. They trust the veteran players more than they trust the young guys. So I think that's part of why you know you, you always see these buyout guys 
you know, go to these contending teams because the coaches just seem to have a trust level with the veteran who's been in the league for 17 yeah. years. And even if you don't play them that often, just knowing that you could if you needed to, knowing that you have that insurance policy sitting on your bench, I think you're right. I think it helps a lot of coaches feel better. Now, Suns still have an open roster spot. The other name on the buyout market that's being rumored to the Suns is Danilo Gallinari. I know you've checked on that as well. You mentioned this earlier in the show for our new audience. Remind everybody what you said about that when you talked about it earlier. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm checking to see if that's really a guy they like. I mean, he can make shots. If you're looking for somebody who can knock down shots, he can do it. Can't really move. He's an older player. Doesn't move very well, so he doesn't help you defensively at all. But he, you know, he will always be able to make shots because that that's what that's what's got him his success in this league. Haven't been able to confirm whether the Suns really like him or not. They got Thaddeus Young. They were, you know, working on finalizing that. It's supposed to happen soon. They like him as a, you know, small ball five, like we talked about. Gallinari's another one of those. If you don't, you, you want a veteran player. There's a veteran player that can, you know, hit a big shot or two for you and maybe help you in some regular season games. Something else just came down a moment ago uh, in the NBA. The Mecklenburg County Superior Court dismissed three criminal counts against Hornets forward Miles Bridges due to insufficient evidence to warrant prosecution. Obviously, he was a player that we had been talking about with the Phoenix Suns a lot with the trade deadline. Obviously, nothing happened there. Reportedly, a couple of days before the deadline, he told the Hornets that he was going to veto every single trade because he wanted to stay there. But this latest round of run-ins with the law was basically dismissed by a court because they didn't have enough evidence. It's not everything that he's done wrong over the last few years, just one of the things that he's done wrong. But in this particular case, they didn't have enough evidence, according to this report. And so he those charges have been dropped. Yeah, he's serving like three years probation right now. And I know he was suspended for like 30 games. Um, you know, a lot of people say, well, I wonder what would have happened if this had come out before the trade deadline. I don't think anything. I just don't think anything. But, yeah, the domestic violence charges dropped against him. And they just said the victim offered inconsistent statements about the crime. So that may, uh, you know, that, that may make it easier for him to you know, to be able to to get other teams Perhaps. involved because I'm pretty sure that there were some teams that were shying away from Miles Bridges and wanted nothing to do with him. Now, yeah, I don't know if this changes anything or not, but the charges were dismissed. But I, and I I think these charges were more specific to the damage that he had allegedly done to her car, throwing the golf ball, not the golf balls, the uh, the pool balls at it, and his current girlfriend kicking the car and things like that. So again, it's it's not everything that he allegedly did, just that kind of part of it that didn't right, have enough. He's on probation. For. For the probation. other stuff he did, right. right. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, all right, let's roll up our sleeves and get to work as Draymond Green took to his podcast, not too happy with Yusef Nurkic's comments post game when the two teams played. And he's still holding a grudge over someone else as well, too. Draymond Green unplugged next on the Burns and Gambo show. It's Luke. The Phoenix Suns needed an epic comeback last time they played the Kings. So what's in store tonight? We'll be reacting to Suns-Kings tomorrow at 10 a.m. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Draymond Green, Yusef Nurkic, Part 2. Happened on Saturday night when the Suns took on the Golden State Warriors. They got into each other's faces in the first quarter. There was a technical foul. They had dueling two small gestures, both of which they slapped the floor. And they were... 
They were going at it. And after the game, Draymond Green had some strong words to say about Yusef Nurkic. Uh, Steph Curry had some strong words to say about Yusef Nurkic. Yusef Nurkic had some strong words to say. Quote, it's sad. He, Draymond Green, didn't learn anything. Just a matter of time. He's going to hit somebody else again. I take back everything I said. He don't deserve a chance. Close quote. Draymond Green responded today, Gamble. Can I play it again for you? Please. So we can know Draymond Green on his podcast today on what Yusef Nurkic had to say after Saturday's game. Following that game, the little guy goes in the media. And the little guy goes in the media and he says, I take my words back. He doesn't deserve another chance. It's only a matter of time before he hits someone else. And quite frankly, I would love to know, why is it only a matter of time before I hit someone else? Because I destroyed him? Because what in that game that happened with me would make you say something like that other than getting embarrassed because you're just not good enough? And then you mentioned taking a shot at KD. This is Draymond Green again talking about Nurkic and KD making comments about Draymond Green needing to go to therapy after he hit Nurk in the face back in December. Here's what Draymond Green said just a day ago. Just to go questioning my character, I thought was whack. But like guys, guys are making a habit out of that. Um, him and Kevin questioned my character before. You know, as if you go questioning somebody's character about a basketball game, as if it's not real life, as if that don't affect people's pockets. Like I think all of it was really cowardly. If you want my honest opinion, yeah, I did what I did. I take my stuff on the chin. We spoke about that. I still stand on that. I meant every word I said about it. But if you want to know the truth about that, I think all of it was cowardly. I think, you know, you start going to question somebody's character in front of the whole world. It's whack. So I think they all whack, both of them. And there we go. These two teams do not play again during the regular season for this no, season. No, he was yelling after he you know, deflected the ball away from Durant with six-tenths of a second left and Golden State won the game. He started yelling at Durant something about my house. This is my house. This is my house. Now, listen, I, no, I don't think anybody really knows the true story of what happened when Durant left Golden State, but like they won two titles together with the Warriors. There doesn't seem to be any love lost between the two. There was some kind of dust up in, you know, back then. And, and one of the reasons why KD left. Um, and if I remember correctly, I think KD said that he thought Draymond needed to get help or yeah. hopes that he gets help or something like that after that last incident. And that obviously pissed Draymond Green off. Yeah, here, okay, Mitch has that cut that you were talking about just a second ago. Mitch, everybody was questioning what I said to KD um, at the end of the game. This is me. It's me. I'm not going to share the other word that I said because, you know, that's a spur of the moment type of thing. You're in the game. You know, words come out, but this is me. I do this. Been doing this. Going to keep doing this. That's what I said, you know, and all of that was a little brewed up, a little, little built up tension because, again, you go question somebody's character, you got my phone number. If you thought I hope I get the help that I need, you got my phone number. Hit me and say that. There you go. That's the comment you're talking about right there. Yeah. Now, Nurkic yeah. on his Twitter account um, obviously heard that Draymond was talking about him on his podcast, and he tweeted out, all good, bad boy. Just don't stay too long on the pod podcast. You're going to be late for your therapy session with a crying, so I'm laughing emoji face, to which and this is now it's, it's officially back and forth season because Draymond Green then responded to that. Tap in. Spoke in depth about the 300-pound softy that can't finish games. Enjoy.
So that's, you've got Nurkic, you know, talking about his podcast. You've got Draymond Green talking about the 300-pound softy that can't finish games. And it look, is it Devin Booker, Luka Doncic level? No, because that one's been going on for a couple of years. But it's pretty obvious that if the Suns and the Warriors were ever to meet again this year, that there's no doubt it would be a real physical, psychological battle between those two guys if it ever came to a best-of-seven series between the Suns and the Warriors. Yeah, I, I, I think the you know, Durant, remember Durant was, Draymond and Steph and Clay were all committed to the Warriors long-term, and Durant would never, like, commit to the Warriors long-term. So I think part of it was like, you know, are you with us? Are you not with us? But I remember some of the stuff from when KD was there, and I think that's why KD and Draymond kind of got into it. Like, look, either you're with us or you're not, and, KD's always like, look, I'm here, I'm working hard, that type of thing. But it's it is it is interesting that you know they for a rivalry because it's a rivalry. Like this is a rivalry here, you know. Mm-hmm. But they you know they played each other three times in the playoffs, and but they haven't played each other in a while, right? When was the last time I played the Warriors in the playoffs? I can't remember. But during this run that Phoenix has had these last few years, they have not faced them in no, the playoffs. No, oh, yeah, no, no, it's been forever. I mean, it, it's it's a, it's a rivalry because they're, you know, two teams, well, let's be honest, they're two teams that a couple of years ago we expected to meet in the playoffs because we thought they were the two best teams in the Western Conference, and it just never, it never happened for one reason or another. They weren't able to meet. It, it's, But it is it is a rivalry, and it, it certainly, and I, look, I, I, yesterday when all of this went down and we were talking about it, I, I, I thought, I thought it was a little unusual for Nurkic to be talking like that after a loss. I mean, that, that is something, you know, you, you, you don't see a whole lot of. Like, if you're going to talk smack like that, usually you don't do it after their team just beat yours. But Nurkic kind of went there, and he did that sort of thing. I just think that Draymond, this is Draymond Green's gig. This is what he does. This is what he's all about. He's into the mind games. He's into the talk. He's into the kind of challenging your whatever when you're on the court. If you want to go play with him in that regard, you've got to be ready for this, right? you got to be ready for him to say stuff about you. Yeah, the and mind not, games. Yeah, the mind I'm, not, games. I'm not saying Nurk isn't ready for it. Clearly he was. He responded. But I'm just saying that when you come at Draymond Green, you better be ready for him to come right back with – you know, full guns ablazing. You know, metaphorically speaking, he's he is never one to hold back, and that is that is now the world that Yusef Nurkic finds himself in. When it, now maybe this blows over and it goes nowhere because they won't play each other again the rest of the year unless they beat in the playoffs. Maybe this is the very last of it we're going to get. But Draymond Green. Gambo is a master at this stuff. He is a master at getting under guys' skin and doing stuff like this. And, you know, Yusef Nurkic is is figuring that out now, I think, at this point. Yeah, the last time they played each other in the playoffs was the 93-94 season. Yeah, it's That's been a the minute. last time they played them in the playoffs. They played him in 88-89, and they beat him. They played him in 93-94, and then they played him one other time. And uh, and that was in 75, 76, 93, 94, the last time they played each other in the playoffs. And, man, it seems to be a feud and a rivalry going on here. Remember the Clay Thompson and Devin Booker sure, thing? Sure, sure. So you oh, had yeah. that. You know, this whole Steph Curry was going to be a son, and then he wasn't a son. And then, you know, you've got former, like, Dario's there. Like, there, there definitely is a rivalry here. I do blame Nurkic more than anything for kind of starting this up, you know? I don't want to say you got to let, you know, 
let a sleeping dog lie type of thing. But I think it's a lot easier for Draymond Green to pop off the way he is when they've won six out of seven basketball games. Well, yeah, you and, know, and that, and that's the one thing I will say about Nurk, and I, I just said it a second ago, is is for him to make those comments after a loss. That's a little unusual. But this is also what Nurk has brought to the Phoenix Suns, and I love it. I I, I love that he's been that guy for them all year, whether it was the two-handed shove that he delivered trying to defend Kevin Durant, the attitude that he plays with, the way that he talks out there. I, I think Nurk has brought a lot of that attitude. I, I'm I'm not saying he should back down from Draymond Green for a second. All I'm saying is that Draymond Green, when you go when you go poking Draymond Green, you got to expect this is what it's going to get elevated to, right? It's going to turn into something like this because that's what Draymond Green does. And, and who knows? I mean... When it comes to Draymond, everybody was talking about how he's kind of turned a corner and he's playing a little more within himself and a little more controlled. Does this send him <laughs> off the hinges a little bit? Does this make um, him, you know, this make him harder right. to control? I don't know now all because right. he's kind of been like this. Right. Okay, Dave Burns is driving seventy miles an hour in a fifty-five. He gets pulled over and he gets a ticket. Okay, up oh, you got a ticket going fifteen over. Okay. How do you drive the next two weeks? I tend to drive pretty slow. <laughs> I, you know, I just got a ticket. I tend to drive. Oh, I got to be careful. I just got a yep, ticket, I man. Did, did. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna. I'm doing 58 to 55. Look at me in that right-hand lane. Hi, everybody passing me. I do them. They burn some. Here, I'm just. I, I'm not gonna get another ticket. I just got one. You know, I did. I go to. I had to take that course and pay 150 bucks, and it sucked. And I don't want to do that again. And then what happens after about two or three weeks? I'm driving 15 He's miles per back hour. Back to 70, of 70 in the 55. Right. Here I am. Absolutely. Nobody's pulled me over for two weeks. <laughs> How you doing? I'm going to pass everybody. That's, that's, I mean, that's, you are who you are. Yeah. Draymond Green is who he is. He was on his best behavior for 10 days. It's like everybody that gets a ticket, you're on your best behavior for the next couple of weeks. Cause, but then after a while, you're like, ah, someone's a chance that somebody's going to pull me over again. Like, you know, so that's what happens. He was on his best behavior for a little bit, but he's always going to revert back to who he is. Well said. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, pitchers and catchers report tomorrow for the National League champion Arizona Diamondbacks. Questions that we have about this year's D-backs team. We've got a few of them. We'll tell you what they are next on the Burns and Gambo Show. The Burns and Gambo Need to Know Social Poll Update. Presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, Mitch, take it away. What's today's social media poll question of the day? What you got? Playing off the top story of the day, of course, Thaddeus Young reportedly signing with the Phoenix Suns because it is 2016, right? I believe. It is. 2016. (laughs) Eric Gordon's a member of the Suns. Thaddeus Young is here. All we need is Kevin Love. Somebody said, where's the the LaMarcus Aldridge banner somewhere? Oh, my God. You remember that? We just need LaMarcus Aldridge and Kevin Love, and suddenly every fixation that we've had on players the Suns should acquire over the last decade, the circle will be complete. We'll have them all. We're halfway there. Eric Bledsoe, Tyson Chandler. (laughs) Think about the Brandon Knight was on that team, for goodness sake. Oh, yeah. It was a while ago. It was a minute ago. So, playing off of the Suns' edition of Thaddeus Young, they still have one more roster spot to play with should they choose to. So we're asking you, are you pleased with the state of the roster as it is right now? Yes, they have exactly what they need, or no, got to fill that last roster spot. It's a cop-out, but, I mean, the, the, the correct answer is both, at least for me. Yes, I'm happy with the way the roster is. But you've got an open spot. You might as well fill it. I mean, you might as well go see if there's somebody out there as an insurance policy you can get. But in the spirit of the question, because I understand what you're asking. We love spirit. 
Um, no, go fill it. Go fill it. Go, go. You got a spot open? Go fill it with somebody. See if that guy can help. Gambo? Fine. They're fine. They don't need to do anything else. These guys aren't going to be able to help you. Okay. Survey says 61%. So it's dipped by a whole percentage point in the last two hours. They say no. Fill that final roster spot. 39%. Fill that spot. Fill that spot, baby. Fill that spot. (laughs) It's our new campaign slogan. Fill that spot. Fill that spot. Gambo's right. It doesn't. Their roster's set. It's it, at this point, you're just guarding against something that we don't even want to think about happening. And if it happens, the, you know, it, it's it's insurance, it's depth, someone it's, else you have to appease with potential minutes, etc. And, and I don't think that's Thaddeus Young. I, Thaddeus Young. I think I saw a stat from Gerald Bourget. This is like only the fifth time in his career he's been on a playoff contending type team. I mean, he usually plays for really bad basketball teams. I don't think you need to appease Thaddeus Young with minutes. I, I think for him, he's truly just happy to be here on a team that just can let me win. let sit on the wagon, contribute. man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You can find that poll question on the Burns and Gambo X page at Burns and Gambo. One word is where you can find it. All right, so I just saw the note come down from the Arizona Diamondbacks, Gambo, that tomorrow... Uh, it's, I mean, it's just the media only, I think, but catchers begin their workout at nine and pitchers begin their workout at 10 and Tori Lovello's going to meet with the media pitchers and catchers, their reporting dates, their first workout is tomorrow. And just like that, here we go with the here we go. season. Um, after one of the most enjoyable baseball seasons that we've ever had here. I mean, one of the most enjoyable. Not not as enjoyable as the World Series, right? But one of the most enjoyable seasons for a team to almost come out of nowhere and beat Milwaukee and beat the Dodgers and beat the Phillies and get to the World Series, come up a little bit short. But it's it's it, I, I love the way Mike Hazen built this team. I think that you've got a, a team that's gonna be it's gonna be around for a while. I've got some concerns. The you know, Gallon's free age, impending free agency in two years, and Merrill Kelly's age. So I have some concerns. But man, I think this roster is really good, and it's built. It wasn't built for one year. It was built to be a contending team for five years. Here, yeah, uh, Mike Hazen when they signed Jock Peterson. I think we're a little bit deeper. I think our younger players are going to be a little bit older, which is good. You know, hopefully, continue to see maturation there. I think the bullpen's in a little deeper spot than it was starting last year. Uh, and so we'll see where that takes us. Obviously, uh, obviously, the division has only gotten more difficult, but that was fully to be expected. Uh, our colleague over at AZ Central, Nick Pecoro, who's been covering the Diamondbacks for many, many years, uh, put out a piece today with pitchers and catchers in their first workout tomorrow. Full squad's going to follow a few days after that. And spring training, the games themselves open in just like 10 days or so. Five questions for the Diamondbacks as spring training opens. Question number one, the pressure is on. How will the Diamondbacks? Backs handle it because they seem to thrive on the low expectations last year. Number two, are some of the younger guys for real? Not the Corbin Carrolls necessarily, but like the Alec Thomases and how he played during the postseason. Brandon Fott, how he played during the postseason. Uh, Geraldo Perdomo and how he played for a big chunk of the season last year was a real surprise. And of course, Gabriel Moreno as well, who I think is is pretty for real, but Nick put him in that category. Um, 
And anytime you want to jump in, you let me know, Gambo, if you've got something you got to say about either one of those. But those are two yeah. of the five questions. Go ahead. The, the Gabby, the biggest thing with Gabby Moreno is, as we've talked about, is you know he's got five years of control left. That's a lot of time. But I wonder if they go the Corbin Carroll route. You know, with him as well. I was looking at a Bleacher Report story today that said the biggest question: Why aren't we more seriously talking about a return to the World Series? And the the, the obvious answers is because the Dodgers exist. Look, the Dodgers spent a, a billion dollars, right? We know that, and they're going to be there, and they'll probably win a division again. But when you look at what Arizona has done with you know bringing back Goriel, addressing starting pitching, addressing DH, addressing third base, man, it's hard to think that they're not going to be a better baseball team now than they were last the year. The other three questions, can the Diamondbacks stay healthy? And Nick points out that last year's teams didn't have to deal with a ton of health challenges. Their two top starters were healthy for most of the season. Cattell Marte was healthy for most of the season. I looked it up. Gabriel Moreno, if you remember, he had to deal with some stuff. And and they kind of suffered because he had to deal with some stuff. So there was that. But for the most part, they were relatively healthy. Of course, the off-season decisions and how well those guys work out. Eduardo Rodriguez, A. Eugenio Suarez, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. bringing him back, Jock Peterson, I feel really good about that one. I, I I get questioning, you know, Alec Thomas, is he ready to be an everyday guy and can he perform at a high level? Brandon fought, things like that. I think the offseason decisions, I think they're going to turn out really well for the Diamondbacks. In particular, Eduardo Rodriguez, I think he's going to turn out really, really well for the I, I probably feel better about that than I do Suarez. Suarez is a guy I think there might be like a more of a love-hate relationship he's with He's going to strike out a lot. He's going to strike oh, out a he's ton. Gonna strike out a ton. Lot. Oh, he's going to strike out. Oh, he's going to have... There's going to be those 0 for 4 games with three strikeouts and a pop-out. I mean, there's going to be a bunch of those. He doesn't have a high batting average. Um, he's got 246 home runs in his career. He hit 22 last year, but he had 96 RBIs. Twice before in his career, he's he's hit had 100 RBIs. He's had over 30 home runs four times. He had 49 once. So he's he's one of those guys. I mean, I mean, in some ways, he probably is, is a little bit like Mark Reynolds. You know, when Mark Reynolds was here, he was a boomer bust type of guy. Man, he could hit that big three run homer, but then he could also have four strikeouts in a baseball game. Yeah. When we come back, we go into the five o'clock hour on the Burns and Gambo show, and the burning question when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals. Are they in a prime position to trade back in this year's NFL draft? Do we want them trading back in this year's NFL draft? That is coming up here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.